Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of Simply Empowered, a podcast that discusses real-life issues that teens face every day and how to conquer them. I'm your host, Madeline Sang, and with me today is one of the strongest and most fashionable people I know, Grace Alexander. In this episode, we're going to talk about surviving in a world where teen culture is evolving from fashion to friendships to supporting each other through difficult times. It's easy to get overwhelmed when there are so many things going on in your life, but hopefully this episode will shed some light on how to handle them. But first things first. Hi, Grace. It's so great to have you on the very first episode of Simply Empowered. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's, it's pretty great to be here. I mean, I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Um, honestly, quarantine is a bit rough, but you know, we <laughs> transition into online school. Hopefully everything will be getting better. So, yeah. So before we get into everything else, tell us a little bit about yourself, Grace. What grade are you in and how's high school been going for you so far? Um, well, I'm a sophomore in high school and um, high school's been okay. It's been a little rigorous, but you know, that's just how it is when you have ambition, I guess. I don't that's really know how to describe it. Um, yeah, I do a lot of after school activities. Um, so that also adds on to my schedule just so you get like a little bit of a glimpse into my life. So what exactly do you do then for your extracurriculars? I do violin, I do piano, and then I also do tennis. Wow. Wow, that's, that's actually a lot. That's a crazy amount. <laughs> but um, yeah, so how do you balance everything then? It's really just like, I'm a very organized person when it comes to like doing work. So like I have to make lists. I think that that's like the best thing that works for me. But I mean, it's different for every person, so... Okay, so at your school, you're known for your stylish outfits and great taste. So what clothing (laughs) stores do you shop at? Um, As far as mainstream, like the biggest place I would shop at is either like Forever 21 or Target. But I use like a lot of like obscure like retail. It's -hmm. almost like consignment, but it's not. So like I shop on like apps like Depop and Poshmark. Those are really huge. And then I really love to go to thrift stores because the best thing about fashion is that you can make it unique. And so like, especially when you shop on like those kinds of sites. So if you go to a thrift store, you can get like this stuff that you can never find anywhere else. It's kind of true. So your style is more based off of individuality then and being unique? Generally, yeah. I mean, there's still like some mainstream stuff that I like to try, but it's, it's fun to just be a little bit different and not weird per se. Okay, then. So what are your thoughts on like one size stores or stores that exclude certain people because of their extremely high price points? Because I know you mentioned you like to thrift a lot. And so how does that like play into your point of view about like super expensive stores? For the super expensive stores, like, I feel like that's not that bad because if you look hard enough for this one thing you want to buy, like a super expensive store, you could definitely find it. I've done this plenty of times before. (laughs) So all you got to do is look around if you really want something. But as far as like one size stores, those aren't great because like everything fits someone a little bit differently already with all these varied sizes. And then with one size, it's just like it's wonky for everyone. So someone will be expecting something and they get something else out of it. And that's, it's a little hard to work around for sure. Mm -hmm. So it kind of like limits the amount of diversity there can be in that certain brand, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then like what, how do you think that we can include diverse groups of people into our community when it comes to like fashion and team culture? 
Well, like, the thing with community is, like, you have, like, this big umbrella term of community, and then, like, within that, you have, like, these people that, like, group around their culture, like, um, well, like, I'm half Asian, and so, like, I get along with all the Asian kids in my school, and so, like, we get to bond over, like, that kind of culture, and so it's the same thing with, like, all these different cultures, and then you really just need to, like, take a minute to, like, look at other similarities you might have, even with people, like, outside of your, like, cultural subdivision, because, mm-hmm. like, that's a really good way to, like, find that kind of diversity. Yeah, for sure. That definitely makes sense. So, in terms of, like, body image, then, like, when it comes to, like, a diverse, like, group of people that have different body types, how can we be encouraging to those kinds of people in a sense where we include them in that kind of community, the fashion community? Hmm. That's a good question. So, like, a lot of things about body image just stem from comparison. But the thing with comparison is you don't know everything about anyone's life ever. And so, like, things just, like, they're always going to be different. It's just a fact. And you just need to be reminded of that fact a lot. And everybody's going to be different. That's just how it's going to be. And the only thing we can do is be good be positive about it. Just Mm -hmm. have a good mindset and outlook on that and remind other people of that too, if they ever seem to get down about it. Yeah. Speaking of mindset, how important is mindset when it comes to like being confident or appearing confident in front of other people, especially as teenagers, since we always have this concept of like social anxiety, which is totally a legitimate thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Talking to people, how can we be confident in ourselves? Well, mindset is really important for sure. Mm -hmm. So, like, it stems back to, like, the whole comparison thing. You just have to keep it in mind that you don't know what's going on in someone else's life, and then you move on, and you try not to overthink it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think that um, understanding that there's a bunch of stuff that we don't know, acknowledging that we still have the potential to learn more about someone is probably a really good thing when it comes to interacting with them, you know, it's kind of yeah. a different standpoint than some would expect us to be. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Cool. So speaking of body image again, do you think that like throughout the years, like especially 2010 to 2020, that teens perspectives on like body image have changed? Like if you look at the thigh gap trend, I I know a lot of people actually that have been negatively impacted with that. They've struggled with a lot of eating disorders. Um, How do you think that the development of these kinds of trends, especially on social media, have changed how teen girls view their body? Well, yeah, like I'm kind of like you, like I know people that have gone through like disorders and like all that bad stuff but like in general if you take it from like a whole standpoint it's slowly changing for the better that's great but it's still not great and like you said like these trends on social media they're pretty bad and it it does ruin people so like to stay away from that you just really need to like take it away from you like especially on social media if you're being constantly reminded it's not good for you yeah for sure take it out of your life really yeah so like I get that like we'd have to become more confident and accepting of how we feel of our body but are there any other things that we can do to like limit the exposure of insecurities that we may have like on things like social media or people around us well that's an interesting question so like other than social media or people so like if you're ever feeling insecure it's always good to talk to someone that's a really good one and then just don't worry too much about your like about yourself 
if that makes sense. So like, if you feel like your body's not great, you can be like, oh, well, my body's not great, but there's only so much I can do about that because we're all like biologically born a specific way. And so don't worry about it too much, but you can be like, well, I can change this and then work on what you can fix and not what you can't. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. Yeah. Okay. So um, we've talked about a lot about like helping your inner self, like helping yourself, the individual understand um, how to respond to body image issues, but how can we help other people that we realize are struggling with things like body image or eating disorders? Yeah. Well, the best thing I found, honestly, is like when I talk to my guy friends, which is really weird, when I talk to them about it, they're so funny about it because they'll be so honest about it. And it's great, but they'll still be positive about it. So that's like the greatest thing you could do to someone is just be really honest, but still be kind. Because if you try and sugarcoat it, they're just not going to believe you. Like, that's a fact. I've experienced that. I'm sure you have too. It's just, mm-hmm. if someone's like trying to be nice even, it's still not going to, it's still not going to make a difference. <laughs> yeah. So the best tip guys and girls is to mm-hmm. be positive and also honest. So speak the truth in a way that you would want to hear something, but something you would believe as well. Great. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that advice. Um, let's talk more about you and like how your life journey has been going so far, because I know we're all growing people and we've had several experiences that lead us to become the person we are today. Do you, yeah. think, there's a, yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's a specific time that defines you as an individual, like in your confidence or your compassion towards someone, something like that? I don't know. Honestly, don't have a very interesting life, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, it's just like the small things, honestly. So like one time, it was actually this past season, I was playing tennis against um, this girl. And before this, like, I get really emotional when I play tennis, which is terrible. So like, I get really frustrated really easily. But like, in this match, instead of getting really frustrated, I just stayed calm. And instead, I watched her like get really frustrated and blow up. And, like, looking back at that, like, it really showed, like, how I changed. Because you really just need to, like, take a deep breath sometimes and move on. And it really does help you. Yeah. So it helped you, like, learn how to, like, healthily respond to something that you were stressed about, right? Yes, definitely. It's a perfect way to put it. So... That, that's kind of like a past challenge that I feel like a lot of teens face today. You faced it. I faced it. I know several other people that faced the fear of overthinking and then accidentally overthinking. How do you think? Yeah. yeah do you think it's, it's definitely like, something you can always work on too. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that overcoming that specific thing, like you said, you made a journey throughout that, sto- that like time. How do, do you think it took a balance of like re- relying on your friends and teammates and also learning how to individually process those emotions? Do you think there's a balance of that or one more than the other? Um, it's probably like a pretty good balance, honestly, because like you have to do some of it yourself, but that doesn't mean you have to entirely carry the weight because like you as an individual, you have to step back and you have to take a look at the big picture and decide how you're going to handle it. But if you feel like you can't handle it that great by yourself, you can go and you can talk to people. Friends really help you when you're feeling really overwhelmed. You can just like go and you can just vent into the void of your friendship and Mm -hmm. it'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, you're so right. But when it comes to like interacting with those friends and like choosing which friends you want to, I guess, 
tell about your struggles, how do you know, uh, what's the best way to tell them about it without sounding like you're complaining too much? Well, honestly, I just, I just like text my friend and be like, Hey, can I call you and vent about something? And they'll be like, Oh yeah, sure. And so I'll just like sit in my closet and like yell about it. And then I'll be like, so what's your advice? And then they'll just like try to help me through it. It's work every time, honestly. Yeah, for sure. And um, when you are on the other side of that interaction, when you're helping a friend who is struggling with something like overthinking, what is the best advice that you could give them at that point? Well, the first step is just to listen. Don't ask questions. Just listen to the whole thing first. And then after that, you can just like weigh the sides, I guess, and then just try to support them to the best as you can. And again, you have to be honest. Otherwise, it's just not going to, it's not going to be constructive if you're not really being honest. Yes, because like trust is built on honesty and, but it's also built on kindness too. So we need to find a good balance between the two. Yes. Perfect. Awesome. Okay, cool. So I don't know if you've been watching more TV these days because we're in quarantine because of the COVID-19. <laughs> but I've actually realized as I was watching more TV, there's a stereotype, especially in like shows that like are geared towards women. Um, there where two driven female individuals are pitted against each other competing for a common goal almost. Like it's like they can't collaborate together. It's like they're always competing against each other. How do you think that we as females in real life can overcome this stigma and learn how to support each other? Mm, that's a good example. In general, like competition isn't always bad. Like it, it's a good, healthy drive, but the way they portray it isn't always great. Honestly, it's kind of like, it's kind of like getting in an argument with your friend. Mm-hmm. You still love your friend, but you still disagree with them on it. So you're just like, okay, we're going to disagree on it and we're going to move past it. And so like, just like think of that, but in more general terms with everybody. Okay. So it's like keeping your competition life, I guess, and um, your friendship like separated so that they don't negatively influence each other. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah. How can we support each other then? Like say hypothetically, you and I were competing for the same thing and we still want to be friends. How can we support each other and be encouraging to each other while still competing? Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like this. So you're in a competition with another person that you care about. And (laughs) I actually ran into this before. It's funny. Um, So it's like, you're just going to tell them, you're going to do your best, I'm going to do my best, and whoever wins, wins, and we're still going to have a friendship beyond that. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much just as simple as that. Yeah, so it's like setting an agreement before or during all this happens to prevent any damage to the friendship or to your competitive success. Yeah, because you just have to realize that it's always going to be bigger than the competition that you're in. It doesn't matter what the competition's for. Your relationship's always going to be more important than whatever you're competing for. Mm-hmm. For sure. And speaking of relationships, I love the bond, even though I just talked about how there's a stigma. I love the bond that I've been seeing in girls and females these days, supporting each other. You know, like it's honestly been something that makes me proud to be a female. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> What would you define girl power as? What does that phrase mean to you? Mm, that's a pretty that's a pretty subjective one, but like in general, mm-hmm. it's like 
girl power is like looking at all the common things that every female will face in their life. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like a fact of society at this point. You have to look at all of that and then put it in a positive light. And that, and that's like something that you can really bond over. So yeah, the trick is, I think, is to find a common thing. We're all female. We go through certain struggles that I believe most of us go through. And so what we can do with that is find a way to bond together, band together to become something so powerful and amazing. And I love that so much. Yeah. Okay. I have one more question for you. How can we as teenagers support other people, especially those who are going through tough times? We did touch on this a little bit before, but um, let's extend it past just like overthinking and body image. If we know that a friend is going through um, a time where perhaps hypothetically their parents are fighting or they're in a really big disagreement with their friend, how can we show empathy without being too involved to the point where we are negatively impacted by the conflict. Mm, that's a good one because I always end up overreaching my boundaries. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a it's a sign of empathy that we do that, but in a sense where we are still learning how to draw our lines and boundaries yeah. when it comes to relationships and friendships. Yeah, that's a really huge learning process. Like, I feel like throughout your high school career, that's just going to be like one of the biggest things you learn. Mm. So, like, the biggest thing is. If someone's struggling and you know it and they haven't they haven't really necessarily talked to you about it, don't be afraid to reach out. And if you're the person that's like going through something, don't be afraid to reach out to someone else and be like, hey, I need help because you need help more than you think about it. I saw this one thing once where it was like, what was it? Horses, the first thing they learn to do is stand. And as babies, as human babies, the first thing we learn to do is cry. And, the f- and so our natural instinct is just always ask for help. And so we really just need to follow that. Okay. Gotcha. That, that, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, okay. All right. Thank you so much for being here, Grace. Hope you have yeah, an amazing Thank you for having week. me. Yeah, you thank you. Okay, y'all. That was Grace Alexander on Body Image and Overcoming Challenges in Life. Please remember that while this podcast is meant to empower individuals and help them learn how to respond to difficult times in an emotionally healthy way, this is not professional advice. If you or someone you know needs further help and advice, please consult a licensed professional. This is Madeline Sang, your host for Simply Empowered, a podcast for teens by teens. Thank you so much to our listeners and supporters for tuning in and hope you all have an empowered week.